we're 100% people business. And when we do an acquisition, we want to acquire not only the business, the clients, the revenue, we want the employees. We want the team to be added to our team because that ultimately is what's going to make us successful. Welcome to the Sask Entrepreneurs Podcast. Each week, we bring you an interview featuring an entrepreneur or business leader in the Saskatchewan province. We dive into their journey, lessons learned, and views on the outlook of the Saskatchewan business market. This episode is brought to you by 2Web. Growing your business online is overwhelming. At 2Web, we make it simple. Our agency has helped over 700 businesses and nonprofit organizations grow through digital marketing. Learn more and reach out to us at 2Web.ca. Welcome to today's episode of Sask Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have Blair Ross, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Security Services Corp., a publicly traded company here in Saskatchewan. And he is also the president of Security Resource Group, which has been around since 1996. Blair, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Great. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. So, Blair, you've been around for a while and you've been operating the company since 1996. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal backstory? How did you start the company and where are you today? Well, so I started in, uh, I was going to university in Winnipeg. I was born and raised in Winnipeg and uh, I was working as a security guard to help pay for my university tuition fees. And that was the, my introduction to the security business, had no interest or even knowledge of it really before that. And ultimately I ended up staying in it. I was taking business at university and one thing led to another. And the company I was with in Winnipeg asked me if I had moved to Regina, Saskatchewan to uh, help run their operations out there. So I did. I was young. I had nothing to lose. I had nothing really holding me back. So I moved to Regina from Winnipeg and I started, met up with a fellow named Doug Emsley and we started uh, Vision Security and Investigations. And that built up over the years. And SRG was actually a subsidiary of Vision that was formed by Doug and I in 1996. And it was primarily a physical security consulting company at the time, just dedicated to do that. And it was a subsidiary because we had another gentleman with us at the time that was a physical security consultant. This was doing projects. We were designing security for major government buildings for mass transit systems in Vancouver, for example, the SkyTrain and whatnot. That was what primarily SRG was. And then over the years, we've bought and sold a few security companies, including selling uh, Vision Security, and but we've maintained SRG all the way along, Security Resource Group. And SRG now, we're based in Saskatchewan. Regina's our head office. We essentially have two operations, two very distinctly different divisions within the company. One is guard and patrol. So that's the physical security side. So that is security guards. It's mobile patrol vehicles, checking buildings. That is, we have a 24-7 security monitoring center, which monitors cameras all over North America from buildings 24-7 live over the internet to pipelines in the United States to solar installations. And it's 24-7 monitoring real-time cameras live over the internet. Then we also have the physical security consulting side still under that division within SRG, and we still do projects essentially from coast to coast when it comes to operating the physical security side. We have offices 
in all the major cities except for uh, east of Toronto. So we operate with security personnel in each of those cities. And then the other distinctly different division, which is uh, growing at a different rate, is our cybersecurity division. This is an area that we got into back in about 2005, where we decided, okay, this was an area of, of the future for growth, for security. And we, myself, not a techie per se, but we went out and recruited experts in who at the time was sort of known as IT security. And it was kind of a sort of emerging that there was threats and whatnot in the, in the, in the cyber world. And we felt that this was an area we wanted to make an investment in and see if we could develop it. And today we're, we're operating from coast to coast. We're monitoring networks and business environments across the globe from our center here in Canada. So it's a very interesting growing and changing business. I mean, you know, a lot of businesses will have an annual strategic planning session. In our cyber division, we do it every six months, sometimes every three months, because it changes that quickly. So today we're sitting with about 700 employees. We're based, our headquarters is in Regina, and we operate the two divisions. Wow, that's an amazing achievement. And definitely we're going to talk a little bit more about cybersecurity as well. But to start with, what do you love about doing business in Saskatchewan? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing because when I travel, and we do a lot of business in the cyber side in Toronto, and when you're in Toronto, you're often meeting with people that can't understand how you're based in Saskatchewan. It's not as bad as it used to be because Saskatchewan does have a good reputation as being a bit of an economic engine now in the country, but you still get that sort of uh, blank stare sometimes from people. And, and I just tell them the same thing with the look, security business, doesn't matter where you are. You could be based in Toronto, you could be based in New York City, or you could be based in Regina and doing the same thing, particularly on the cyber side. What I like about Saskatchewan myself living here is the fact that they're not major big cities. I don't deal with a lot of traffic. The climate sometimes this time of year is a little bit harsh, but I do like the prairie climate. I like the landscape and I like the people. Generally speaking, the people are, are friendlier and everything else. Like There is a lot of truth to that. It's a good place to raise a family. So. Doing business in Saskatchewan has been a great place to do it over the last many years, and I wouldn't change it. That's wonderful. I can definitely agree. I mean, the business community here is very supportive, as well as the people. I mean, I think uh, a lot of people don't recognize how different and what kind of a feeling you get when you actually engage with people here in Saskatchewan. It's very different from the rest of the world. And even, you know, larger cities, people tend to be a little different. And uh, I myself have, you know, visited about 60 countries and when pre-COVID and it was, uh, it's interesting whenever you come back home here in Saskatchewan, it's a, it's a very different peaceful feeling that you get and very welcoming feelings. I certainly appreciate that, that sense. So I like flying into our airport knowing that it's a, uh, it's a small airport. You're not going to be confronted by a lot of people and dealing with a lot of issues that you deal with at some of the bigger airports. So I enjoy that. And then you're 20 minutes to your house. So. There's a lot of advantages to being here. Exactly. I think the big bonus is commute. You're not wasting your life commuting around. And speaking about commuting, a lot of companies due to COVID have now adopted remote work. And cybersecurity or security in general has been a huge concern. Now, you spoke earlier about how that division of the business is helping other businesses deal with security solutions. So can you shed some light on how you're helping other businesses in the security sector? Well, the cybersecurity business related to COVID 
there's no question there was a number of businesses that wanted advice on how to set up the remote connectivity and, and those things from a security standpoint. Now, I mean, our advice to everybody would be don't allow your staff to even be working on personal computers at home that they should have a corporate issued computer with them and have it controlled by their security team. Most weren't doing that. Most didn't have the budgets to do that kind of thing. So the rest of it would be us giving them the advice, giving them the protocols, how to manage the security for the VPN or what have you that they were utilizing, as well as really giving a lot of advice around patch management and whatnot. So that's really where our value came in when it came to that, because there was a lot of people, yes, that definitely started working remotely. The other thing is on cell phones, you know, a lot of people forget the device that they're carrying around in their hands when they're talking about cybersecurity and how vulnerable they can be if they're not properly protected as well. So we did a lot of giving advice to our clients during that time. For the most part, it was quite effective. And we're still seeing it today. I mean, we're dealing with another potential variant here or whatever. And so people are getting a little nervous. There's more people working at home again. So we're still giving some of that advice as well. So what are the kinds of customers that you serve? Is it a range of different kinds of businesses Do you, or do you focus on larger enterprises? It is a very defined group. It is large business primarily, some medium size and mid cap, I guess you'd say, but it's large businesses, it's insurance companies, it is uh, federal government, provincial governments, crowns, those types of clients. It's all very, um, they're large in terms of the usage, in terms of the endpoint users these organizations have. And we will manage their security rate from what's going in and out of their environments to every desktop through endpoints and, and whatnot. So it's, and we're 24 seven. You know, we have a 24 seven group of cybersecurity experts that are monitoring these things on a real time basis and responding to alerts. Doesn't matter whether it's two in the afternoon or two in the morning, we're responding to alerts and potential attacks that are happening in these businesses. So. It's not a service that the small business can necessarily uh, afford, and nor do they really perhaps not need it as well. But the large businesses that are operating government agencies in particular utilize a lot of this kind of service for sure. So what is the unique value proposition that separates you from your competitors? Yeah, so what we are not is a software developer or and what we are is a, a service provider. So what our experts do on a regular basis is we study all the security software, all the tools that are available, and they're all leapfrogging each other on the Gartner table and everything else as to who's better one month and over the next one, depending on what the changes they've made or how the, the bad actors are evolving and so forth. So what we do is we stay ahead of all of the curve in terms of knowing what is available from a software standpoint. And then what we do is we combine and provide a program for our clients based on all their needs and the types and the best software solutions or hardware solutions that are available at that given time for their environment. But that's also always changing. We're looking at it all the time. We're looking at the emerging risks. The type of business they are may necessitate different type of technologies. So our experts, that's what they do. They're not just coming in and saying, we're going to give you this firewall and this is going to protect you and everything's wonderful now. It's not like that at all. That's not how the cybersecurity world needs to work. So it's very holistic in what we do. Understanding the customer's environment, understanding their risks, and then providing all the 
the necessary consulting or software or services on a 24-7 basis that they need to keep the bad actors out of their environments. So you've obviously been growing the company quite actively. And uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in growing the business over time? Well, the cyber side, I would say the challenges are just making sure that you're 100% aware of the new threats. What are the threats of the day? Like right now, we're going through a period where ransomware attacks is probably the, the single largest growing area in attacks. And so we're needing to make sure we continue to evolve. We're making sure that our security people need to continue to get the training and ongoing training that they need to understand all the new and emerging technology. So that's probably the, uh, we want to try to stay a step ahead of the, the bad actor if you can. And that's always the challenge as to how do you do that? And how do you make sure you're doing that? You know, security is not 100%. You can spend a certain dollar on your security and get 90% security. But if you want to raise that to 95%, it goes up exponentially, for example, in terms of cost. So you want to layer in as much defense as you can and that's what we do. And the challenge is to make sure we're evolving ahead of the bad actor so that we're protecting our customers. And Touchwood, we've had a lot of success in protecting all of our customers. And we're generally made aware of threats that are going around the world or any particular major viruses. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking computer viruses going around well ahead of the fact before it hits the media. And so we're already protecting our clients long before they hear it on the news that something's coming into town again. So that's the probably the biggest challenge. And frankly, that's probably what makes it more most exciting as well and why we meet on a regular basis to go over all the solutions that are out there. Being the situation that we're in due to COVID, a lot of businesses, as I was mentioning earlier, that they've gone to remote work. How has COVID impacted your business? You know, I've heard so many horror stories about people that have had to shut their businesses or restaurants or everything else. And I'm very fortunate. The security business has been, is really insulated from it. I can now safely say that I weathered a recession quite easily and now, and COVID quite easily when it comes to the business point of view. We were an essential service designated as such in all the provinces we work. Our offices remained open for the most part although secure and extra cleaning protocols and all those things. But we had to deliver a service to our clients. And this is in both divisions, the physical side and on the cyber side. The cyber side has seen growth for some of the uh, remote access that you had asked about earlier. The physical side, well, we're doing vaccine checks in facilities, for example. So we've actually seen an uptick in work in, in that side as well. So when the COVID first hit and the, and the pandemic was declared, we saw a bit of a downturn in some of the security guard areas where they were very public focused. So the public wasn't at these places anymore. So they're like airports. So there was a bit of a downturn, but so minimal, it wasn't even noticeable. So we've been very fortunate, Muneeb, like I'm very grateful to be in the security business because we were able to weather this uh, quite well. I mean, part of the reason of the success of SRG is that you were able to foresee the security aspect, the, the security business. And now that side of the business is actually growing quite rapidly. So with regards to the biggest opportunities in the near future, what kind of opportunities do you see at this stage? Well, for us personally, our company, we're looking to grow. We are, you know, as you'd mentioned in the outset, we are a publicly traded company. Our parent company, Security Services Corp, 
is publicly traded and we have a pretty solid balance sheet and we've got capital ready to go out and acquire. And our goal is to take us from a market cap of whatever we're at today, 60 to 80 million market cap to three to 500 million in market cap in the next three to five years. And we can do that with the balance sheet that we have. We can do that with the team that we've assembled. So that's what our specific goal is. We want to give this thing a boost. We want to be considered the premier security firm in the country, Canadian security firm. That's our goal. And that's what we're working towards. And we're just kind of starting that process now. We did a little acquisition here in July, but that's really, we're just kicking into high gear now. So that's our next phase. That's a very aggressive growth plan. And with regards to acquisitions, what is it that you see in companies that makes it saleable? It's a funny thing in our business. We look at the EBITDA, the earnings. A lot of it is it's a service business, right? So there's not a lot of hard assets. There's not a lot of capital assets. There's it's contracts, it's people, it's that kind of thing. So you're going by multiples of earnings and so on, typically. And really that the fundamental value has to be, there has to be a proper multiple on earnings. And I know a lot of companies will buy strategically and they may pay overpay and whatnot. We're not, we're aggressive in our growth, but we're also conservative in the fact that we, you know, we're not going to overpay for businesses. But for us, we look for two things. We look for good earnings. But we look for good people. We're a people business. We're 100% people business. And when we do an acquisition, we want to acquire not only the business, the clients, the revenue, we want the employees. We want the team to be added to our team because that ultimately is what's going to make us successful. So those are kind of the two things that we focus on. Now, there's obviously lots of moving parts around those things as well. But those are the things that I think will make us successful. And, you know, our goal, we're not looking to be high end. We have no debt. We have good capital, cash in the bank. We have plans perhaps for marginal bridge financing, if ever needed, and those kinds of things. But our focus is to run this business with very little debt. There are some in the markets that say you need a certain level of debt and whatnot to make sure that you're maximizing your growth prospects. And we do accept some of that. But to us, we've always maintained the, you know, cash is king philosophy, and we're not going to let the banks run us. We're not going to have trouble meeting payrolls or any of those kinds of things. It's about managing it and making sure that the income streams are strong. Blair, you've been at this for more than 25 years, and uh, you've been going very strong. A lot of businesses, they struggle to survive even for five years. You've obviously seen a lot of dips and ups and can you maybe highlight some of the successes and possibly some of the failures that you've experienced and how you've rebounded for some of those failures? Well, on the failure side, sometimes I think in the early days, you think that you can do everything on your own. Your business is small. You think you've got the capacity to do everything. And, you know, maybe you think you know more than you know and all those things. And so you probably lost some business along the way, which we did. And you know, we weren't, we got too overworked and we weren't delegating enough and weren't empowering our teams enough. And those were probably the things I learned in the early days. I had to learn to be better at that. And I think we are better. I mean, there's always room to learn, but you know, you got to get to the point where you empower your people, you recognize your people are what's going to make you successful. And so those were probably when there was any failures. I've been fortunate the businesses we've bought and sold haven't there hasn't been any failures per se in terms of them, but in terms of the little day-to-day -day stuff, those would be the things that, and maybe that comes with experience, I'm not sure, but 
on the success side, I think probably for us, what has made us successful is is the alternate to that is the fact that we did real get to the point where recognition you needed good team members you got to treat them like our management team members now are long term like their career they're long term they're part of the team they want to be part of the team they're well compensated for being part of the team you know it sounds trite i know but it's like a little corporate family and it really is and so those are what's making us successful today not just me sitting here or Doug Emsley, our CEO, sitting in his office. It's everybody that's out there. It's the whole team. And the other thing that has made us, I think, successful is the notion that, you know, in the early days when we started, we started with a with a piece of paper and a telephone, and that was it. We didn't go out and spend our wad on, because we needed to think we needed offices, we needed fancy cars. There are a lot of people I've seen come and go in businesses that have over killed, extended themselves with costs up front because they think there's an image or they need to do this, that, and the other thing. And they, you know, they built it and thinking they will come. Well, it was kind of, you know, we learned early on that in our business where, especially because we started in the guard business, the margins are not real large in the, in the guard side of it. We had to make sure that we were very, very careful about our costs and cost structures in the beginning. If we didn't need it, we weren't going to get it. Because I saw too many people come to work for us as a security guard from other security firms that weren't getting paid regularly because the owners had to hold off a week to pay them. We never, ever did that right from when we started the company. If we didn't have enough money in the bank to pay the guards, well, we weren't getting paid. They were always getting paid first. I think our success is the fact that we have, have been pretty good money at protecting the cash flow through the recession, through everything else, as I said earlier, that our view is always cash is king. We're not going to over leverage ever. And we don't have seen too many situations where companies are over leveraged and all of a sudden you lose control or you're unable to pay the bills and all those things. That has always been our mantra and that will continue going forward. And I think that's helped us be successful. No doubt cash is king. And I think that a lot of businesses, they sometimes, you're right, I mean, they think, okay, if you build it, they will come. And they're going for this image. And a lot of entrepreneurs are excited about their business. I mean, it's like their baby, but they do tend to overspend. And uh, unfortunately, they get into debt, significant amounts of debt. And I've seen businesses get burnt because of so much debt that they cannot overcome that. So it becomes a big challenge. So based on your experience and the challenges that you've overcome, if there was one big takeaway that you could give to our the entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, what would that be? Oh, I don't think you know everything about everything. For us, we're always talking to peers, even in our own industry, competitors even we have close relationships with, but industry groups and whatnot. There are different organizations that CEOs or presidents can be involved in that you just don't think you know everything about everything and listen to what the people have to say. It makes a lot more difference than, than I think people think. And I know I do. I rely on them heavily. They're smarter than I am, as far as I'm concerned. I'm just the overhead that helps to direct the ship. And they're the smart people out there on the ground. And I just think that an entrepreneur has to realize they don't know everything about everything and let their people empower their people, let them speak, give them a voice. Blair, on more of a personal note, if you could go back in time, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you could go back, let's say, before the days of starting this company, let's say 20, 25 years ago, when you were starting this company, what advice would you give to your younger self? I think the advice I'd give my younger self is um, 
is along the lines of what I was just talking about. Like when we were young, we really thought we knew everything about everything and we could do this and we were the smartest people in the world and all those things. And I know my kids now are the smartest people, at least they'll tell me that, but it really is a true thing. And I took a lot of good advice when in the early days though. And probably if I could have had more business advice in the early days, it might've made things a little easier in the early days. I don't know. But one piece of advice that I was given, which I always think of to this day, is make sure you have good financial controls of your company and make sure you have good legal controls. So all the legal work that you need to do, don't scrimp on accounting and legal costs. At the end of the day, it will ultimately protect the business and itself. And uh, so those are pieces of advice that I listened to quite a bit when I was younger. But No, for the most part, it would be just to go back and and realize that I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. But at the end of the day, it's kind of worked out. So, Blair, it's been such a pleasure to have you here today. Uh, Where can people find out more about yourself and SRG? If they go to our website, probably is the best. That's at securityresourcegroup.com. It'll show you all the uh, services, of course, but it it links to me. They can, anyone can reach out to me as well. I have... uh, a profile on LinkedIn so they can reach out to me through that as well. So uh, happy to chat with anyone who's interested in talking a little further about this or any other issues. That's great. Thank you very much again for coming to the show, Blair. And it's been such a pleasure to learn some of the insights and your journey here in Saskatchewan. Uh, We wish you the best and good luck. Thank you for having me and all the best to you as well. Thank you for listening. And we hope you found this episode useful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. You can see more information and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at saskentrepreneurs.com. That's S-A-S-K entrepreneurs.com. This episode is brought to you by 2Web. Growing your business online is overwhelming. At 2Web, we make it simple. Our agency has helped over 700 businesses and nonprofit organizations grow through digital marketing. Learn more and reach out to us at 2web.ca.